Welcome to Main Menu for June 17th, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, David Woodbridge of Vision Australia shows us how to make the Mac easier to use with voiceover, and Roger Wilson Hines wraps up his look at Thunder. In this week's Main Menu feature, we visit with contemporary Christian artist Jenny Owens. We talk about her career and her love of technology. She gives us a glimpse into how technology impacts her, both personally and professionally. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. The following program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. In this session, I'd like to show you what I do to my Apple Mac, just to make it a little bit easier to use with VoiceOver. There's two things I do with the Finder, two things in System Preferences, one thing in Safari, and one final thing for VoiceOver. So let's go to my desktop first by doing Shift-V-O-D for desktop. And of course our VoiceOver VO commands are Control and Option held down together. So Shift-V-O-D. Desktop, Macintosh HD, Volume. Now let me just open my Macintosh hard drive up by doing VO spacebar. Open Finder, Macintosh HD, List View, Table, No Selection. Now that's currently in a List View. Sometimes you'll actually find a Mac is this way. I'm just going to do Command 1. As Image Browser List. Okay, so it's a way to actually force your browser view to be in List View, which is preferable for VoiceOver users. You just do Command number 2. As List View Table, no selection. And then you find. I find this is the case when I insert a CD or somebody else's USB stick. Most of the time, it's not in list view. It defaults to the standard view, I guess, for the Mac. And I just press Command 2 to put it in the view that I'd like to use it in VoiceOver. So that's that bit. That's number one. The second one in the Finder. Let's go back to the desktop with Shift-V-O-D. Desktop, Macintosh HD. And since I opened that window up, I'm just going to close that other window by just doing close all windows on the Mac by just doing Option-Command-W. Close all. Okay, now let's go into System Preferences with Command Comma. Preferences. Now in Window. Preference. And what I want to do is go to the top of the window with Shift VO Home. Toolbar. Let's interact with the toolbar with Shift VO Down Arrow. Interact with Toolbar. Four items. General. Selected button. And General's already checked. If it wasn't checked, we would press VO Spacebar to check it. Let's come out of Tools with VO Shift Up Arrow. Stop interacting with Toolbar. VO Right Arrow. Show these items on the desktop. Hard disks. Check checkbox. And I like to have that checked on because then it shows the Macintosh hard drive on my desktop, which is a really good orientation point for when you return to the desktop with the VO Shift D command. Okay, that's it for the finder. Let's close this window with Command W. Close window. Now in desktop. Macintosh HD. Selected volume. Okay, so the next two options are actually in System Preferences keyboard. So let's go to the Apple menu by doing VOM. 
Menu bar. Apple. Pull that down with VO Dano. Apple. Menu. 11 items. Let's keep doing VO Dano until we get to System Preferences. About this Mac. Software update. Mac OS 10's System Preferences. Ellipsis. VO Spacebar to select. System Preferences. System Preferences. Window. System Preferences. Toolbar. Press Tab. Leaving Toolbar. Accounts. Button. I'm on the list of icons. I'm just going to press K for keyboard. Keyboard. Button. VO Spacebar to select. Press keyboard button. Window keyboard toolbar. Okay, let's go to the keyboard tab first. Let's do VO right arrow. Keyboard tab one of two. VO spacebar to select. Press keyboard tab one of two. Now, rather than going through the whole dialog box, I actually like to use my item chooser menu to get to an option. So I'm going to press VOI for item chooser menu. Item chooser menu 36 items. Now we want to change the way our function keys operate, so I'm just going to type in FUN for function. Want one item, use all F1, F2, etc. Keys as standard function keys, check checkbox. Yes, spacebar to move to it. Use all F1, F2, etc. Keys as standard function keys, check checkbox. And as you can tell, mine's already checked. If you don't have this checked and you try and do any of the VO function key commands with voiceover, You've got to hold down your FN key to make the keys work, which on a full-size keyboard is a bit of a stretch. It's okay on a MacBook keyboard, but uh, on a desktop keyboard, not advisable, it's a bit hard to reach. So that's the way that you get your function keys to work with VoiceOver. If you want to use the hardware function keys themselves as such, you just hold down the function key and press one of the function keys then. So hold down FN, for example, and press F12 for volume up, FN F11 for volume down, and God forbid, FN F10 to mute sound. And of course, it's FN F10 again to unmute this, the sound. Okay, that's it for the keyboard panel of the keyboard pane. Let me go to the top of this screen again with Shift VO Home. Toolbar. Now, this time, I want to get to keyboard shortcuts. I'm going to press VO right arrow. Keyboard. Selected tab one of two. Keyboard shortcuts tab two of two. Yes, bus bus, select that tab. Press keyboard shortcuts tab two of two. Now this time we want to actually get to the option that controls how the tab key actually works. So the item chooser menu again with VOI. Item chooser menu, 67 items. And let's type in FUL for full. One item, full keyboard access. In Windows and Dialogs, press tab to move keyboard focus between... Let's press VR spacebar to move that spot on the screen. Full keyboard access in Windows and Dialogs. Prep. Now there's two radio buttons here. Let's move to the first one by doing VR right arrow to get to it. Text boxes and list only. Radio button one of two. That's the first one. And the second one, which I've selected. All controls. Selected radio button two of two. It's all controls. So what happens on that one is that when that's selected, and if it wasn't selected, I would just press VR spacebar, of course is when you're in dialog boxes, when you press the tab key, it actually reads out all the controls in the dialog box. And then all you have to do is just press VO spacebar on the option you want in the dialog box. Very, very nice. So that's it for system preferences. Let's close that down by doing Command W. Close. Finder. Desktop. Macintosh HD. Selected volume. Okay, now for Safari. So let's go into Safari. It's on my dock, so I'm going to go to VOD for dock. Mac dock. Okay. And I'm going to type in SA for Safari. Safari, 3 of 34. VO spacebar to select Safari. So finder, desktop, Safari, window, HTTP, 
slash slash www.apple. Shut my speech up with the control key. Now let's go into Safari preferences by doing command comma. Preferences. And we want to get to the toolbar at the top of the screen. So I do shift via home. Toolbar. Let's interact with that by doing shift via down arrow. Interact with toolbar. And I want to get to the advanced button, which is at the bottom of the screen, in the toolbar options. So I'm going to press Shift VO end to get to the bottom of the current toolbar screen, if you like. Advanced. Selected button. And that's already selected. Now that wasn't selected, I could just press VO space bar to select it. Now let's interact with the toolbar with Shift VO up arrow. Stop interacting with toolbar. And what I want to get to now is how Safari uses the tab key. So we've changed the tab key operation as the way it works on the Mac itself. Now I'm changing it the way it works in Safari, the web browser. So let's do VOI for item chooser menu. Item chooser menu, 24 items. And let's type in TA for tab. Three items, tabs, button. And VODenner. Option tab highlights all items except links. And VODenner again. Press tab to highlight each item on a web page. Check checkbox. That's the one we want, so press VA space button on the screen. Press tab to highlight each item on a web page. Check checkbox. And again, if that wasn't already selected, we would press VA space bar to select it. What happens on a web page when that is selected is that when you press tab on a web page, you will go to all controls on the web page. So you'll get to links, edit boxes, etc. Very, very nice. So rather than having to use option tab to actually make it work or pressing your VO keys all the time, you can just press tab to go through it or shift tab to go backwards through the items on the page. So let me close down Safari. We're finished with Safari, so Command Q to quit. Finder, Desktop, Macintosh HD. And the last thing I always change is the way that VoiceOver actually treats the focus on a screen when you return to it. So that'll become clearer when we go into it. So let me go into VoiceOver Utility by pressing VOF8, since my function keys are set to software control. Opening VoiceOver Utility. VoiceOver Utility. Window, voiceover utility, utility categories. Okay, let's interact with the categories by doing shift VO down arrow. Interact with utility category. Okay, I want to get down to navigation, so I'm going to just press N for navigation. Navigation. Shift VO up arrow. Stop interacting with utility category. And VO right arrow. Initial position of voiceover cursor. Okay, initial position of voiceover cursor, and we go to the right again. Keyboard focused item, initial position of voiceover cursor. Pop-up button. Now that's currently keyboard focus item, which is what I've chosen. The default option is, let me go into it with VO spacebar. Menu, two items, check mark, keyboard focused item. First item in window. Is first item in window. Now, what happens is, if that item is selected, which is by default, when you've got two documents open, for example, in TextEdit, and you're working on each document, what will happen is when you switch focus between each document, the voiceover cursor goes to the top of the window. It doesn't stay where you're actually editing. So what I do is I like to have the first option, which is... Check mark, keyboard focused item. Keyboard focused item. So wherever the actual keyboard is focused in either document as such, that's where you'll end up when you switch screens. So it's much, much more efficient. Um, of course, some people don't like it like that, but I certainly like to return to the spot where I left off when I switch windows. Let me press escape to come out of this option. Closing menu. 
and we now press Command Q to create a voice utility. Finder, Desktop, Macintosh HD. And that's the end of the session. If you've got any other questions about any other accessibility options to do with Apple Macs, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was produced by Vision Australia. Visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Two other things I like about Webby. Um, the first place, because it's straightforward text, you can highlight the stuff that you want from a web page and copy and paste it easily and quickly into a Word document to keep. You just use the shift and the arrow keys or control A to highlight it all. I often do the latter. I often grab the whole web page, copy paste it into Word and then edit the bits I want. It might just be a phone number, it might be paragraphs of important stuff for me to keep. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I really love the accessibles that come with Webby. There's a series of programs. There's an RSS reader, um, there's a Gutenberg. The one I really like though is the accessible radio and TV. In the UK we have something called BBC, British Broadcasting Radio, and they broadcast on demand a whole series of programs, anything from pop music to serious music to historical to plays, they're all there available through the BBC iPlayer and we have an easy method of getting to this on-demand radio so we don't have to listen to all the crap we can just choose what we want to hear and hear it when we want to radio or television so I'll give you an idea of the accessible here this is I go to start menu start menu search box I type BB BBC iPlayer radio it comes straight away to BBC iPlayer radio BBC iPlayer TV I could have iPlayer TV, but I'll go up to Radio, BBC iPlayer Radio. and press Enter. BBC iPlayer Radio, BBC Radio 4. On the left-hand side, you've got a whole series of radio stations. BBC Radio 4 Extra, BBC Radio 5 Live, BBC Radio 5 Live Sports Extra, BBC Asian Network, BBC Radio 4. Okay, I'll choose Radio 4. That's my favourite. Uh, I like the moderately serious kind of talk stuff so I listen a lot. Press enter. 15 by 15 mattress Sunday the 1st of May 2011 and it comes up it brings up all the programs for the previous week in alphabetical order. For fun I'll type the letter M. Making history Tuesday the 26th of April 2011. That takes me straight to making history and I'll press enter you'll hear an introduction or a kind of preview before it gets underway. In half an hour, Imelda Staunton reads Malachi Whitaker's story about a train journey that changes a woman's life. The Crystal Fountain is at half past three. But first on BBC Radio 4, we're making history with Fiona Watson. Today, stand by for an exhilarating mix of politics, pageantry and pint-sized Latin scholars as we cross centuries and continents in search of the roots of glamorous... OK, that's enough of that. Lovely Scottish girl presenting, making history. 
it's fabulous. It's a great resource and it's just so easy to get to what you want. You shouldn't have to listen to all the crap on the adverts and stuff like that. You should just be able to choose what you want when you want it and enjoy it easily with minimal keystrokes. And that's what Webby does. Lots more to discover, but once again I'll pause there, have another break and then come back with a bit more thunder description and information. While you listen to Main Menu, do you ever think, I would sure like to hear about this, or I wish somebody would talk about this topic, and is it a topic that you can't talk about because you don't have that device or piece of software? If so, you should add what you want to hear to our Main Menu Ideas database. To do this, please visit mainmenu.acbradio.org. Click on the Create Account link and fill out the form to create an account. Creating an account takes only a few seconds and is completely free. Once you have an account, please click on the link that says Segment Ideas and fill out the form to request a new idea. You can also click on the link that says Request This Idea to say that you are also interested in seeing this idea. Please add as many ideas as possible to the Segment Ideas database, and we will do our best to assure that what you suggest appears on Main Menu. If you have any questions, please email mainmenu at acbradio.org. Thank you for your continued interest and support in ACB Radio and in Main Menu. I'm going to talk about email next, very much part of our lives. I don't know how we ever managed without it. Um, probably had a lot more peace, but here we go. Um, Thunder seems to work well with most of the Microsoft email systems and not so well with those which are not Microsoft. Uh, Outlook Express with the old XP machines, Windows Mail with Vista, okay, yeah, it was doable. Um, and of course I, I use Office 10 Outlook which is fabulous. I tried using for a short time Windows Live it was very difficult to install, I found, and, and get set up correctly. That wasn't so accessible. But once set up and running, then it did a reasonably good job, and Thunder seemed to cope with the stuff I needed to do. Um, how much detail to give you? I'm not sure, because everything just seems to work. So I'll just we'll, we'll glance at my inbox, and you'll just see what kind of things happen. Here we go. Message read from Pancania Kiran. Subject Alva Satellite 584 Pro. Received Wednesday the 4th of May 2011. M message read attachment yes. From Tim Kirrington. Subject funding documents for safe and sound travel. Received Wednesday the... F message read from LinkedIn. Subject Roger. People are viewing your profile. Message read from Norman Lilly. Subject read. Braille Pen 12 order. Received. Message replied read from Michael Langhino. Okay. So... Much of that is business. Uh, just so that you know a bit of what going what's going on here. Safe and Sound is an app we're developing for both Android and the iPhone. It'll be a mobility thing. You create your own landmarks and it'll cost a few quid instead of the expensive prices. The Braille pen is a, a Braille display we, we sell here in the UK. It's 12 cell, it's very dinky, it's tiny, made in Poland and um, you, we use it with the iPhone with the Apple computer and some a couple of our customers use it with JAWS and I don't know why because ideally they should have a decent sized braille display with you know 30 or 40 cells. Anyway that's what we do. 
Um, so we're pretty busy people here, although we're a small company. We'll just, I'll show you how I reply to an email. Message, message replied read from Michael Larnhino, subject Antwerp, FW, R. Okay, so control R, and then I type a brief message. Re, Antwerp, FW, after Thunder Session the 18th of January, message. No. Michael, uh, photos, refer to, uh, young, people, training, weekend. Roger. And then Alt S sends. Inbound. So I imagine that's just very familiar to you. It's worth remembering that it works well with no charge. Just as yours works well for a big charge. That's just my little biased view on these things. The Young People's Weekend referred to, well very recently in Birmingham we organised a weekend for 10 young blind people. We showed them how to create their own websites and Somebody else showed them how to record interviews and this kind of thing. It was great fun and they were absolutely thrilled by it. We enjoyed it too. So I don't think I need to tell you much more about email. It just seems to work and is okay. Um, but there's one feature in Outlook 10 I think I'd like to show you. Control E takes you to a fabulous search function which brings up, well you can search for anything, for words in your emails or email addresses or people you've forgotten about and haven't emailed for years it all comes up very handily and easily so let, let's let's try that and I'll try to find somebody who I haven't spoken to for years we'll see if he comes up control E will take us into search hi I'm Chase Crispin from the main menu production team I am here today to invite you the listener to submit to main menu do you have a device a program an accessible game a website an accessible appliance, or anything else that you would like to tell the rest of the Main Menu listeners about? If so, you are very welcome and encouraged to submit to Main Menu. To submit to Main Menu, please first email mainmenu at acbradio.org to see if we think your piece would be suitable for Main Menu. Next, please record your piece. Please speak as clearly as possible. If applicable, slow down your software speech. Eliminate any background noise, such as other people talking, a TV or a radio that does not need to be on, a loud fan, or any other unnecessary background noise. Please record your piece in as high of a quality as possible. If you need your piece edited but are unable to edit it, please contact one of us on the production team and we would be happy to edit the piece for you. Contact the production team at mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also contact the production team by going to mainmenu.acbradio.org and clicking on the staff link. If you have control over how you record, we prefer that you record in WAVE or MP3 format at 128 kbps, 44.1 kilohertz. However, if you are unable to do this, please record in as high of a quality as possible. If you recorded another sample or bitrate, or in a different format, we would be happy to take care of the conversion for you. Please email mainmenu at acbradio.org to see how to get the piece to us and when it will air. We thank you for your continued interest and support in Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing you on the show. So, here we go. I'll type in the word camp. Search query. Message replied read from Alan Dean Kemp. Subject my places. Received Monday the 2nd of May 2011. Notice that I don't even have to press enter. I type in camp 
and it's found something. We'll just tab around until I get to the message. Close, sir. New to Cuban window. Message replied we from Aladdin Kemp. Subject my places. Received Monday the 2nd of May 2011. 1748, size 12kb. Okay, it's found the most recent message from somebody called Alan Dean Kemp, who's a mate of mine. We're working on a project together. And amongst all the masses of stuff in my emails, it's found it straight away. And I can press enter. My places, message, plain text, message. And I'm into the email, which I read with the down arrow. Blank, blank, blank. Yes, there was a one. Zero. Zero place limit of the code I've now increased this to nine. 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 Nine which should be enough for anybody so testing results as follows. Okay. That's probably <coughs> not making much sense to people, but Alan and I are working on a GPS project where you can record your own landmarks, points of interest. And we were limited to a hundred and it's now been updated, as you heard, to nine nine nine. So that's the kind of stuff we get involved with. Using that control E brings up names, email addresses, subjects, topics, all sorts of stuff very quickly and very usefully. So I would recommend Office 10 Outlook for that reason alone. I, I don't think I need to dwell more on this. Um, I think what I'm saying is that Thunder does a good job of the kind of things that many home users would want to do. There are things it won't do. It frustratingly won't read all the elements on some web pages and it doesn't always detect changes in parts of web pages. It would be desirable if it did. But what it does do, it's robust. It does in all versions and it's okay and easy to use. It was designed with home users in mind the keystrokes, for instance, um, try to keep your fingers in the home position on the keyboard. What I mean is this, you put your first fingers on F and J, and if you want to find out where the cursor is on the screen, caps lock L reads the line you're on, caps lock K reads the line up to where the cursor is. So if you think about this, you've got a quick and easy way of filling forms in. Caps lock J reads the word you're on, and caps lock I reads the character you're on. And you don't have to move your fingers off the home position. Caps lock N spell checks the next error. Um, oh, and there are, there are very few keystrokes, really. There are only about 20 or 30 keystrokes. But in addition to the standard Windows shortcut keys, you're able to do most things without a lot of extra clutter and stuff to learn. Very intuitive. So, let's try and sum up. If you have JAWS, you don't need Thunder. If you have NVDA, and there are some things that you can't do, Thunder might do them, you can perhaps be like me and put both on your machine. If you like messing about with the latest technology just to find out what it does and if you want to criticize what it does or praise what it does give it a go give it a whirl give it a try it won't do any harm um what else can i say about the future maybe i should say something everything has a shelf life every business has a shelf life and certainly human beings have a shelf life um, 
Thunder has probably reached its peak in a sense. It'll work, as I've said before, with Windows 8, we imagine. After that, it might look a little bit jaded and we might have to do something different. We have to decide where to go. Where to go, we have to decide. We could look at Linux. We could leave it to NVDA and to Apple Mac. We're not sure yet, but we'll be there. We'll be doing something. Other things available to us. Well, well, no, we're now spoiled, aren't we, as blind people? We've got iMac, we've got the Apple Mac, we've got the iPhone, which is virtually a computer. We've got a range of Linux products. We've got Serotech, we've got JAWS, we've got Windows, we've got NVDA. Goodness me, there's lots of choice. And it's some of it's free, some of it's too expensive, but we can have several things on our machine and enjoy what we do. I love the web and for most of my life, probably like many of you listening, I've, I've been frustrated. I've always wanted to pop into a shop, buy a book, buy a magazine, read it on the train, which I can't do. Now we can. There isn't much. I, I'm overflowed with information. I've got too much information, like seeing people now. What do I like to listen to? What do I like to do most? And then I'll finish. I like fiction. <laughs> that is absolute rubbish. I don't like fiction much. I like fact. I like things about real people and the latest scientific inventions and stuff about computers. So I listen to much of the stuff from the US and I learn most of my technology from listening to people in the US who are blind themselves and teach us how to use it. But I do like a website called TED.com, T-E-D.com. It's worth a try. It works well with Thunder and Webby, and I'm sure it works with all the other screen readers. The idea is you have a series of short videos, about 18 minutes each. These videos are presented by stars, by people well known in the field. They're all a class act, and it's practically all the latest thinking so you can very easily keep yourself up to date with all this. I used to sit at my computer and listen, but these days I pop the iPad on, slouch on the couch and enjoy TED.com as well. As well as that, I like lots of music. Um, I like I use Spotify, that pretty well works with Thunder. It's a bit, bit tricky. You have to drive the mouse around to find a few things using the mouse keys, but it's, it's, it works, it's good. And of course, there's lots of choice on there. I'm mean, I don't pay for Spotify, so I do get the occasional advert, which is a bit of a nuisance. And as I've said before, I very much enjoy on-demand radio. Hope some of this is useful. Do well. Talk to me if you want to. Email if you want to. My email address is roger, R-O-G-E-R, at screenreader.net. The company is called screenreader.net. The software you've been hearing about is called Thunder. And I look forward, possibly, to getting some feedback from listeners. It's a great thing you do on this ACB. Keep it up, and it's been nice to present. Listen, H-E-A. Constructing Sound Sculptures 
in the echoes of your mind. Here and there, Audio Magazine travels the country with a curiosity for the details. Light has vibration. Sound has color. Listen as we translate them to radio waves. Hello, I'm Dave Allman, host of the Here and There Audio Magazine. My program is now carried on ACB Radio Mainstream. I travel around America to find the coolest places to go. I take hikes, visit museums. Recently, I went to pet cheetah cubs at the Cincinnati Zoo. Listen in Monday at 11 p.m. Then it repeats every three hours on Tuesday. You can listen at 2, 5, 8, and 11 a.m. in the morning, as well as 2, 5, and 8 p.m. in the evening. I hope you'll take a half hour and find something new to experience, someplace you might like to visit. I bet you're thinking that sounds great, but Dave... What do I do till then? Mumbo! Hear what we're talking about and you'll feel like you're there. See you somewhere. The world is wide. You can't crawl under it. You can't climb over it. Baby, I've tried. Jenny Owens is a contemporary Christian artist who has sold nearly one million albums and is a top performer on the Christian radio charts. Jenny has been totally blind since the age of three. I recently had the opportunity to visit with her about how she uses technology in her work and daily life. Well, just let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell us how you got started in music? I began writing songs uh, when I was pretty young, I think maybe seven or eight not very good songs. I always say that God had to start me on the writing process at a very early age because he knew it would take a really long time for me to actually become a decent writer. Uh, But so um, after, well, I went to college and was a music education major. Wow. And I really thought that I was going to teach high school choir. Um, In hindsight, I'm quite grateful that I'm not teaching high school choir uh, just because I think probably my job is much easier. But... um, after college, I, um, I went on countless interviews and really found it difficult to get a job as a music teacher. I mean, quite, you know, un- unfortunately, the whole, um, you know, non-discrimination um, part of ADA doesn't necessarily apply in the best way to um, job interviews, I guess, because, you know, they're not really allowed to ask about your disability, and so most people really didn't. They didn't say, how would you do this or that, mm-hmm. um, or I, I guess that's what I was told back then. And, and I was also told, um, you know, by, by several people that, you know, often blindness is, is the hardest thing for, one of the hardest disabilities for people to look past because they just can't imagine not having sight. So all that to say, after going on quite a few interviews, where people would find the most bizarre excuses not to hire me, like, well, you need to be a member of this, you know, choral music organization or whatever. So I actually found a job as a songwriter before I found a job as a teacher. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm supposed to be um, a songwriter because um, that doesn't really happen very often, especially not in Nashville. So I um, actually ended up signing with what was BMG Music Publishing at the time. And my publisher, uh, this was maybe, I guess, about a year after I graduated, a little less than a year after I graduated from college. And he signed me and uh, 
sent me out to write with different writers and he said, you know, I think that you'll have a record deal in less than a year. And I, to me, that was such a far-fetched idea. Um, I loved music, but, you know, I had no misgivings about my abilities. I knew that there were many people that were far more talented. So needless to say, I was incredibly surprised when I actually signed with the record label, and um, which was a small independent label owned by a guy named Michael W. Smith, who has been around in music for, for quite a while. Indeed. And yes, and so Rocket Town Records was where I landed and was there for, I guess, about nine years. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of jumping back and forth between tech and just the, the, the following your career, which I find really fascinating. But it just in, in the daily process of writing and, and jotting down rough drafts and that sort of thing, what, what do you use technology-wise to accomplish that? Um, I use, uh, well, for writing down, uh, when I'm writing songs, I, use, I like to use Braille. So I have a Braillino. Uh, from Handy Tech that I primarily use for that. Um, and then I, I have a digital recorder. I have one of the um, Olympus digital recorders. Right. Uh, the DS60, I guess? Okay. 50? 50, yeah. maybe. One of those. <laughs> and right. um, But I actually use my iPhone quite a bit. Um, in fact, today I was writing, and I used my Brillino, and I used Voxy, which is a uh, recording app for the iPhone which I love because you can set it, you know, in express mode where you just shake it to begin recording. And if you're picking up and, uh, or if you're starting and stopping a lot, that's a quite a, a convenient feature. So, um, so yeah, I use that. And then I, um, I, I use, uh, you know, in order to sort of do the paperwork and turning in songs and all that stuff, I use my PC. Um, but I use my Mac for, you know, when I'm actually going to demo a song, I'll use GarageBand or Logic or Pro Tools or something on the Mac for that and then I've actually I've actually finally decided I'm sick of carrying around two computers and a Brillino so I'm consolidating I bought an iPad and I'm going to try to see if I can force GarageBand to work on the iPad so I can carry around a Brillino and an iPad instead of everything else I'm impressed you just pretty much covered the technology gamut then, don't you? <laughs> I know well I might I might be an apple Kool-Aid drinker so I, I gotta admit but um but you know as many other people have said um in the past, you know, the, the Mac isn't necessarily always the most perfect. Well, at least for me, it's not necessarily the, I guess I should say the most, um, um, efficient device for me to, to do sort of word processing and, um, those tasks on, or at least I just haven't been patient enough to learn how all that works. So I still sort of default to office. Um, but I'm like, I say, I hope that's changing because I'm really tired of carrying so many computers around. Exactly. So you signed with Rocket Town. What, what year was that that you signed? Gosh, that was in 1998. Okay. Wow. Just, I'm so old. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was Aren't writing. All? With, yeah. uh, no, it's terrible. It's, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's like I told someone the other day. I've been playing piano for like 35 years, and I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> what just came out of my mouth?" I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's. You don't think of yourself as getting older, but then when you sort of have to, I guess, say big numbers like that, yeah. you go, "Wow." So, what is like? Uh, what is a song that um, our listeners would would know? Those that listen to contemporary Christian, what's one of the first songs that really was was good to you, so to speak? 
Um, well, the first single was Free, uh, a song called Free, and that one, I think that one did pretty well. And then um, If You Want Me To uh, was a song that people called The Valley Song. That was also another song that um, did pretty well uh, off the first record that people might know. So those are those are two of the probably the best known okay. songs, I guess, if if that's even I guess <laughs> a hope sure. to, to that people might know it. But yeah, um, absolutely, I'm sure many many will. I know I certainly do. Well, obviously, when you record um, and I mean as an artist, you're going to tour. So what are, what are some challenges of of that for you? Um, well, I think the. The biggest thing, I, I, I love touring. I didn't when I first started, um, mostly just because um, I'm an introvert. And so uh, I'm probably much less of an introvert now. But at the time, you know, just to sort of be in new environments every day with new people, lots of new people, that just, you know, that can definitely take its toll. Um, but, you know, I think now the most challenging part is just navigating, you know, airports and, you know, um, <laughs> trying to, to not be shouted at by the flight attendant because they think that blindness means you can't hear, right. or, you know, the various interesting things that happen in the airport. Um, so, you know, that's probably the thing that's the most challenging. Um, I think most of the rest of it has gotten easier over time, you know, as with all of us that travel, um, you know, you learn to sort of adjust your life, you know, and, and around what you need to exist on the road comfortably. Like, you know, if I, if I know that we have a show at, at seven or eight, I'm going to try to get in in time to go to the hotel and, you know, have a breather before I have to go meet, you know, a bunch of strangers that I don't know. So just things like that, that just kind of have made it easier over, over the time that I've been doing it. So do you work with with a band currently, or are you on, on your own pretty much? You know, we do a lot of dates alone just because it's um, financially, it's a lot, you know, it, you know, it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, I'll come do it by myself and um, play piano and right. instead of bringing in the whole band. Um, so um, a lot of times maybe I'll take one player, like a, a guitar player um, sure. or a road manager um, so there's a lot of times at least one other person. When we take a full band, I actually have a tour bus that unfortunately does a lot more sitting right now than it does moving. But yeah. when we have a full band and when we're out on a tour, we'll actually take, um, you know, load up the bus with everyone. It's much cheaper than buying airline tickets. And we will um, we'll go out that way. So, well, I should say it's much cheaper than buying airline tickets unless the bus breaks, in which case, Absolutely. which is done several times and bus repairs are quite expensive. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, it's, it's usually, uh, the, the least cost prohibitive thing is to actually just take one, one or two people out. That makes sense. Now, do you, um, ask that a keyboard be provided or do you bring one or how do how do you do that? Um, typically we ask for a piano or, um, like I usually ask for a Yamaha 88 weighted keyboard, but generally if it's 88 keys <laughs> or if it has more than 61 <laughs> keys, we'll play on it. It depends Absolutely. on, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just got to be flexible with those things. But, um, but usually it's no problem to get, um, you know, an 88 weighted keyboard or a piano, uh, in a, in an environment. I have a Roland FP5 that I like a lot, but it is not light. 
No, yeah, that's why that's what we have in the rider that they have to provide it because the last thing I want to do is carry it. Well, actually, I don't want to carry it, but even more than that, I don't want to check it and pay for it. So, right, right. So yeah, it's much better when they provide. And sometimes Yamaha will actually provide them. You know, depending on if it's a city where they have an office, they'll. That, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Or a manufacturer, they'll they'll provide them. Now you you have a dog guide, correct? No, I don't. No. I I just have a dog. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well, see, that was I, just an assumption on my part there. No, I, I have a, a miniature Australian Shepherd um, named Louie, who is awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, he does go on the road, though. Some. And what's really fun is that people in airports often think he is my guide dog, even though he weighs about 10 pounds or something. That's hilarious. So, And I don't tell him different, um, just because <laughs> it's like, well... Let me think. I could pay the $100, or you could think that's my guide dog. So, okay. That's funny. So, yeah, but he's he's great. I did have a guide dog in college, um, and she was awesome. Um, but, you know, just I think with as much as a dog would have to sit um, or lay around, you know, um, in my in my world and then we travel to some odd place and they'd lay around some more i just think probably it's not the best the best season for a guide dog but i have considered it quite a few times that's interesting because i also had a a guide dog in college and my reason for not getting one again is exactly the same as yours i live in a small town there's not a lot of good walking area you take buses or get a ride or something and and yeah i i would not use a dog nearly enough exactly yes i I, uh, the same thing. I, I, um, actually moved to New York for a season and planned to actually move there. And I thought, you know, if I live here, then I will definitely get a a dog because, um, it would have made the streets a little bit more navigable and it would have probably, I mean, I think my cane skills are okay, but I have to admit there were a couple of times when the surprise, like Tuesday farmer's market would show up on the street and (laughs) I'd be in a hurry and you know, knock down some produce or something, but <laughs> and a, a dog would probably have helped me um, walk around that uh, a little bit easier. So, I understood. There are definitely pros and cons both both ways. So, what direction are you, are you headed musically? Kind of give us some ideas of what you're working on right now. Well, I just finished a project that we have been working on for the last two years, and I'm a very impatient person when it comes to projects. So two years was like torture for me, but I'm very excited that we spent that much time on it. And um, the first single just went to radio and the record releases on August 23rd. And the record's actually called Get In, I'm Driving, which is kind of fun. So, um, and you know, most most sighted folks kind of hear that and they think about it and you know, they're like, wow, that's, and they just laugh, you know, so. It's supposed to be sort of a more of a humorous thing. Kind of. It's it's kind of a play on the idea of obviously you would not want me to drive, uh, right? Or any of us for that matter. But on the other hand, it's kind of the idea of you know um, probably God saying that to us too. Just you know, get in. I'm driving. So, um, but but yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's it's kind of more soulful and probably a little bit more pop R&B than earlier stuff um, and it's the first um, it's the first kind of big release for me in a while we had a, a Christmas record and kind of a gospelish hymns record that have come out in the last four years but this will be my first um, sort of 
I guess, real studio projects since maybe 2005. So I'm pretty excited about it, I have to admit. Absolutely. And after, after you work on something for two years, you know, I guess you should be excited. But I, um, I actually did some of the engineering, which is a bit terrifying because I am not an engineer and I will be the first to admit it. But um, I actually did do some of the vocals and, and stuff at my house and then um, everything else we recorded at, at studios with far more capable people. But it's it's fun to actually get to give myself some engineering credit on the record. So, Well, exactly. And to really take the time and, and really, without the pressure, I mean, work on on your material at your own pace. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, what are some areas that that maybe you would like to see technology improve? What what frustrates you now? Gosh, you know, I get so excited now. Um, I mean, I'm I'm such a geek and um, I especially love, uh, you know, my, my, I really love podcasts. So like my relaxing thing at the end of each day is you know, making dinner and listening to any number of, you know, podcasts, um, including ACB's main menu. Um, but (laughs) yes, um, but you know, all kinds of, of, um, blindness technology podcasts as well as, you know, twit stuff and whatever. So, um, I, I guess, um, I have two frustrations. One is I wish I was a better geek. Like I wish I like had enough knowledge to, to assimilate things and do the things that that I I see others doing and am quite impressed by, um, so um, you know I'm I'm pretty low on the on the sort of totem pole as far as real geeks go. So I'm I'm more of like a, an imposter. I just like to listen to it and learn about it. Uh, but as far as actually, you know, I'm one of those people that bought the Apple Script one two three book, but have yet to actually sit down and work on scripting. So I have just immense respect for anybody that would, you know, develop an iPhone app or or an Android app or, um, you know, would work on scripting things for the Mac. Um, I guess my other frustration is just um, probably one that most of us as, as blind individuals share, which is just, you know, when things work so wonderfully and then there's that one thing, like for instance, um, I know there's been a lot of um, talk on the iPhone list about how I work um, is for the for the iPhone and the that just came out, and then um, also for for the iPad. It's just not accessible yet. And of course, when you ask Apple, they just say, "Well, we can't really disclose or <laughs> say when it will be accessible." So there's things like that, or even just Android. I I had an Android phone for a couple of days, but it was I think it was a little too early then. It was it was before. Um, it was before the um, MobileSpeak product came out, so I, w- I was trying to sort of uh, navigate my way through, and I finally decided, you know, this is just too hard right now. Um, although I, I probably would do it again now, except that I need no more gadgets in my house right now. So I'll, I'll wait till that gets a little further along. But um, I think just just knowing that we're close on things, and then just that they're not quite there, you know, um, yeah. that that. You know, just I would love to just say yes. I can use everything on an iPad all the time, every app or whatever. And I know that won't happen, but that's probably a pretty typical frustration. And I, I guess the other one would be um, just that um, I'm, I celebrate how inexpensive technology is, and it's a wonderful thing. 
I do wish that that some of the blindness products that we we could use, such as Braille displays, could cost less. Um, and I know some of them are coming down in price, but it would be it would be neat to to have to see some of those things uh, cut in cost. But um, I have to say, for the most part, technology to me is just something to be celebrated right now. It's a it's a great age to uh, to be alive and to you know have. I don't know, just need access to things because you actually have access to so much information now. It, it, that's true. It's like the, what you see, the glimpses that you get of the possibilities. It's like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and go down this road. Op- let's open that door. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. And yeah, I definitely agree. That's, that's kind of how I feel. Let's, let's open the door all the way, you know, let's, let's go for it. So, um, so yeah, it's it's really exciting. Uh, I love it. I just like I say, I think I wish I was, I wish I could pick up on it all much more quickly than I do, <laughs> um, and I wish I could just, you know, be one of those people that could sit down and just sort of solve, um, solve I don't know an app or a a program on a Mac or PC just super quickly. Uh, I just I just marvel at at those folks and long to be one of them. Same here. I've always admired, you know, the act of writing a program would just be yes. so incredible. And I'm probably never, never going to do that. You know, you never know. You That's might do true. it. That's true. Maybe one of these days. You'll write the first music therapy software that's actually accessible. So that'll be awesome. Well, I know our listeners are going to want to get a hold of you. Um, what are some ways that they can find out more more about you and get a hold of your music? Well, um, my website is uh, JennyOwens.com, and that's G-I-N-N-Y-O-W-E-N-S.com. And then um, my Twitter is just Twitter.com slash JennyOwens. And my Facebook is just Facebook.com slash music. It's all very sort of mundane and thematic, just has my name in it. So, um, yeah, so those are probably the best ways. Um, I do check my Facebook and my Twitter quite a bit. Um, Now there are enough programs that I'm plugged into it everywhere, so I do occasionally turn it off just because it's a little, um, you know, I can only do so many things at once. But, but yes, I try to be very good and well-behaved about um, keeping up with all social networks. Well, I can vouch for the fact that you are, are one of those artists who actually posts your own tweets. Yes, I, I am. I find it amusing when you follow someone and you read for a while and it's like, they're not doing that. <laughs> Someone's yeah. doing that for them. Well, and for me, it's kind of like, I think what helps me and motivates me to post my own tweets is sort of the suggestion by someone else that if I don't, they will. <laughs> okay. And I'm kind of like, you know, I really don't want somebody, you know, sort of um, pretending to be me. So I'm going to post my own tweets. So right. it's motivation for me when they say, well, I'll just start pretending to be you. And I'm like, yeah, really, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, no. so, exactly. So, yes. I will, I will control what comes out of my mouth. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very speaking. much. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so it's a good thing. Well, I would like to thank you for joining Main Menu. It has been a lot of fun, and um, I'm very impressed with uh, not only your music, which is wonderful, and I'm looking forward to hearing more of that, but your grasp of technology. Well, thank you. It's an honor to be here, and, and like I say, I don't know how great my grasp is, but I do love technology and um, and and always love to talk about it, as you can tell. So it's uh, been definitely a pleasure to, to get to talk to you. Yeah. 
That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.